time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 109, How to Empower a Successful Life, The Secrets of the Yoga Scientist. What does yoga science mean to you? You know, when people talk about yoga, they often think it has something to do with the physical being only in our exercise classes. But yoga is a science that deals with the body, breath, mind, soul, and ultimately the universe itself. And it has both practical and theoretical constructs. You know, yoga science doesn't try to teach any particular religion to you. It doesn't tell you what to do and what not to do, but teaches you how to be. Yoga science is a science of life that helps you know the known part and the unknown parts of life itself, and it helps you to attain that state which is free from the pains and miseries. Yoga science offers a methodology. And through yoga science, you can understand yourself better on all levels, including your physical well-being, your actions, your thought processes, emotions, and even your desires. And you'll also learn to understand or how you relate to the world itself and how to lead a successful life in the world. You know, yoga science creates a bridge between the internal and the external conditions of life. Yoga is a way of improving yourself and a way of understanding your internal states. So whoever you are, you all have the potential within you. And this question has come up from the community when I say, be your own laboratory. Someone had written in and said, what do I mean by that? Well, that's why I'm bringing in yoga scientists, because if you're your own laboratory, then you become your own scientist, right? So let's just look at what is a scientist, you know? A scientist is a person who is researching or has expert level knowledge in the field of science. Okay, we know that, but then what is science? Well, science is the application of a systematic process like observation and experimentation to the study of what things are made of and how they behave. You know, we have astronomy, geology, biology. That's just a few of the scientific fields that we're familiar with, but we're also talking about yoga science. So as a yoga scientist, you study, observe, and research the makings of you. Yes, you, you know, who you are, how you think and behave, and what makes you who you are. When we use the word the scientific method of making observation, we understand those observations that remain consistent, and then we pay attention to those patterns, and we make tremendous discoveries about ourselves. So as a yoga scientist, you continually come up with those challenges, what is deemed to be true. You're always challenging but what we think is true by the public beliefs and patterns. So we're really we become our own scientist within our own self. And you know, there's so many ways of being a scientist and it would be impossible to list all of them and talk about all of them. So I'm going to specifically talk about yoga as a science and we as yoga scientists. And we do do our work in a laboratory, but the lab has to be our own body, breath, mind, and spirit. Because there's an observer, there's the process of observing, and then there's the object of observation. 
So there are several characteristics that are common among yoga scientists. You know, the characteristics that lend themselves to being able to discover and answer, who am I? And these include self-inquiry due to curiosity, awareness, which means strong observational skills, open-mindedness, intentional mind, a persistent mind, even courage. Courage is amazing. You have to be very courageous to discover the self. So in this episode, I'd like to talk about six of them. The first one I mentioned was self-inquiry. So self-inquiry, the Sanskrit word for that is vichara, which also can be called jnana vichara. And jnana vichara is that constant attention to the inner awareness of I or I am. And it was recommended by a great sage, Rishi Ramana Maharishi, as the most efficient and direct way of discovering the unreality of the I thought. And that's a little... um, Let's just say it appears to be a little deep right now for those that aren't studying this or you might be new to this. So we'll just stay with we're working with the constant attention to the inner awareness of I am. Who are you? And we need to become aware of this. And this occurs through precise knowledge and systematic training. And the practice is called self-inquiry. And you turn your attention inward and you become aware of that sense of the I am. And that seems to be what awareness really is. And, you know, we go back to from where does that I arise? You know what I always say when we're practicing? Be aware of who's doing the breathing. That's that sense of I'mness. So inquiry, when we inquire about ourselves. We're really, that's really stemming from our curiosity, and that's a very important characteristics. Generally, people don't get into the science in the first place. They're not that curious about the natural world. But the people who do, it's the curiosity that makes the subject interesting to a scientist. And it's also what motivates us to do research. You know, why would you ever do research if you're not interested and curious about the outcome? Because the world is an amazing place with lots to explore and discover. And scientists get very excited about that. So if we look at curiosity, that's the child who always is asking why. Why? That that wonder, that childlike wonder. And that's the one of the qualities of being a scientist. The second is awareness. And that's careful observation. And that is an important characteristics of science, of being a scientist. Since science relies on observational evidence, your scientific theories are only as good as your observations you've made. So when you measure things or watch things, you must be very careful and watch the technique that you use and watch the outcome. And we do that in meditation. That's why no one could ever teach you meditation, but you can be given the tools and it's your own awareness that's going to carry you inward that will allow you to unlock the secrets of that. So we have to be that keen observer. We have to be as subtle as possible, just being aware. And the best way to start that is with the awareness of our breath. The third is non-judgmental, open-mindedness and free of bias. Great scientists are very objective. You know, imagine entering into situations and interactions without any kind of uh, pretense or prejudice or you know, opinions of what is. And so when we're open-minded, we're able to explore who we are, otherwise, We have, remember I spoke about it in our last podcast, the persona of personality. 
we have these masks that we wear, but really being open-minded and non-judgmental, we can really discover who we are. And that's one way to look at things. So we suspend our judgment and we just allow ourselves to stay in that present moment of now, of the I amness. This is who I am and I'm not the body, I'm not the breath, I'm not the mind. I am, my mind is the process of observation, but I'm actually the observer watching all of this and that's the scientist. The fourth is intentional purposefulness. You know, scientists often believe, you know, they can change and improve the world through their research. Well, you know, it's something that we have to really look at, you know, take our curiosity and our resourcefulness to improve the world, staying free form, no opinions. And then we can take our intention moving forward. So the intention of being the scientist in discovering who we are, it's, it's for a greater purpose. We want to know who we are so that when we're not suffering the pains and miseries of our own minefield and all the things that are that it's creating and the world around us is creating we could step out and take action with the intention of I'd like to serve in a purposeful way what I've learned about myself is the same thing what others have we're all the same except our habits are different that's the only thing that makes human beings different it's our habits of thinking our habits our behavioral habits our habits of being but we're all that purification of the representation of purity. So that's what the intention is. So if the intention is to take the lampshade off, step into light, then we can move forward as scientists. Scientists are also, number five, is persistent. You know, they don't give up when they're coming into obstacles. And all of you know, anyone who's out there meditating or practicing the practice of meditation, we must be persistent because it's not a task. You don't get that gratification that you would if you get an external object that you purchase, for example. You know, the consistency and the persistent behavior allows you to get stronger and stronger and stronger where you're able to come forward and, and discover the who am I. And we learn that. And so that's, that's a key that we have to really take into consideration. And the sixth is courage. Scientists get, you know, being laughed at for their hypothesis, for their situations in the world, you know, what maybe they have imagination, they have beliefs, but they have that passion. But they also have the real courage of staying open-minded and living without judgment and to really face themselves and their values and their beliefs. And that's what a yoga scientist is all about. We stay and we really have the courage to address ourselves and address to really search for that, that reality that lies deep within us. You know, what I love most about this list is, you know, these characteristics are for any person interested with a for a full life. Whether you're a parent, manager, friend, even a human being, we all try to be human beings. This, we're all better off if we're better scientists because we have that skill, that gift of exploration. And, you know, we know the real hardcore, let's say NASA scientists are different from you and I. Uh, we know that scientists may be different than you and me, but it's it's not what 
we have it in us to be that yoga scientist. We're not talking a yoga scientist as someone who's outside working, you know, in uh, doing a, you know, something in um, geography or something in metaphysics or something, but it still has that same type of component. So if we look at the word yoga, yoga means, yoga scientist, right? Yoga means the unification to unite with. So we have to unite with ourself, with the whole of our being. And at present, when we think of ourselves as individuals, we experience many miseries because the cause of misery, according to some of the great, one of the great rishis, uh, Pantanjali, is ignorance. And ignorance is self-created. We ignore the who am I? So you can be free from the misery because it's been created by our, we've recreated ourselves. So we could stop it and face it. And that's what being a yoga scientist is all about. And I always remember my teacher saying, you know what, you have to light your own lamp. No one is going to do it for you. Because I used to always think, well, you're pra- you, when you do a practice, it works. When I do a practice, I fall, nothing's working. You do it. And I really realize now, we really have to light our own lamp. We really have to step into the light of ourselves and no one can do it. And all we need is discipline. Remember, discipline is not a prison. It simply means practice. So I hope this answers the question that was uh, posed to me this week about, you know, the laboratory, what is a yoga scientist, where, let me just go over those six again, just so you have an idea. And again, I just took six from my own toolbox of what I needed. And self-inquiry is number one. And remember, that's vichara. It's the constant attention of our inner awareness or who am I? And in Sanskrit, they say, tatwam, I see, I am that. And when we start really seeing who we are, that light shines very, very brightly, the longer we could stay with who we are. The second is awareness. Careful observation is very important. We're aware of how we think, how we behave, how we breathe. And then when we know ourselves very well, then we could know how others feel and behave and think. And it makes life a little bit uh, easier to really navigate. The third is non-judgmental. We all know wherever we point the finger, it's really judging within ourselves. It's much better off to not be self-righteous and be open-minded, free of bias, and understand that everybody is working for the same, the same kind of thing. Everyone's on the same path. And the fourth is having that intention and purpose of really what you want to get out of your practices and out of life. And what is your intention as a human being to become a human being or a better human being? And the fifth is being persistent. We all know obstacles get in the way, they're in our path. And the stronger your conviction or your sankalpa, your willfulness, the stronger the obstacle is going to be coming at you or that that equal and opposing energy force. So you do need to have persistence, that's for sure. And the sixth is courage. We all need the courage to face ourselves. And when we do, when we get on this path of who am I and why am I here, my purpose, we have to have courage to face ourselves. And with meditation, that courage is when these uh, these impressions do come forward and we have to see ourselves. And I know many times in my life, I'm almost horrified by, oh my gosh, really? I was really like that. My mind was really like that. So we always have to come back to who am I and things will be 
be very, very wonderful. And I'd like to even say easy sailing because nothing can really get you off course. And as I always say, do your research. And if you know someone who may need to know about, you know, the self-empowerment that I'm talking about, you know, interested in yoga as a science, please share the knowledge. And that's how we serve. That's our next step of serving humanity for 2020. And, you know, you could send the link to someone who would benefit. If you don't feel that, that's okay too. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And I'd also like you to join me for the commentary or behind the scenes, what we're talking about now, the questions and answers for each episode on YouTube. I'll be doing that with George and check it out on YouTube. It's quite fun for us to do that. We do that weekly and I hope you enjoy that. Remember the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week and it's available on susantaylor.org. And if you have any comments, feedback, I'd love to hear from you. And again, please support me and the community by sharing this podcast. And if you'd like to hear more about this topic or any topic, please let me know. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment. 